Hey everyone, welcome to the Mass Construction Show. I'm your host, Joe Kelly, and this is the podcast about all things construction in Massachusetts and beyond. In today's episode, this is the audio from a recent LinkedIn Live we did with Mike Fish, CEO of Delbrook JKS. Mike and I chat about, you know, what is coming up in Mike's leadership meetings, uh, a lot about company culture, education, the Dell Book Club that they have um, internally. It was pretty exciting. We also fielded a few questions that came in through the LinkedIn, through the LinkedIn Live. It's a mouthful. Um, also wanted to talk to you about mid-June. We are looking at, uh, sorry, this is obviously going to be only for the Mass Massachusetts folks. Um, we're going to do a cigar meetup mid-January. So um, I think we've got 20 seats that we can do that we have reserved. Um, if folks want to, this is the best way to do it. I guess maybe the first 20 people to reach out to me on LinkedIn with a DM, Instagram with a DM, or joe at massconstruction.org. I will take the first 20 that come in via the, uh, I'll look at the time on them. And um, those people, I will send the link to register. I think it'll be a lot of fun to hang out with um other like-minded people that are interested in construction, uh, like the podcast, like the content. I know there's going to be at least a couple of folks that uh, were podcast guests that will be there as well. So that's exciting. Um, also exciting to, to talk to you guys about what we have upcoming with the, um, the discussion we started with the project managers, Adam Kreitman and Dave Mullins. Uh, trying to make that lessons learned uh, idea become a reality. So keep an eye out. You'll hear more from that. Been a little bogged down as of late, so it's taking a little time to get up and running, but we will be there. Um, this has been a lot of fun. I love hearing from everybody. It sounds like you guys are having fun too. So enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to the Mass Construction Show, live lunch. Uh, today's guest is Mike Fish, President and CEO of Delbrook JKS. Mike, welcome back to the show. What's up, Joe? <laughs> uh, also, welcome to the inaugural live lunch. I appreciate you being the first guest. This is fantastic. I'm excited. Yep. Um, so today, everyone would think that um, live is maybe like Instagram and Facebook. You just hit the button and roll. This is absolutely not the case with um, LinkedIn yet. We're still in a beta, so we need a third party um, sourcing mechanism. We also need cameras, all kinds of stuff. So today we have a whole crew here to make this happen. So we have, um, I will start with Delbrook because Mike and Mike are working their magic. So we have Steve, don't call me Steve Marshall. Okay. Come on up, Steve. Come on, come on out, Steve. Yeah. We got a we got Steve today here. We got Molly, Molly Harding. Molly. Okay. Delbrook was awesome about, um, giving us the back end help so I wasn't chasing Mike around saying what are the speeds of internet in your office and all that stuff. So awesome, you two. I have you no got, idea what that is. So. Yeah, that, 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 that's, that's, <laughs> you're the man, uh, like, you're the man behind the curtain. They're the, they're the men behind the curtain. So we got Mike and Mike, Mike McDonough, Mike McDonough, sorry, point at the wrong, and Mike Nealon, uh, focus forward. They were fantastic. The fact that I have an opening stream and the fact that you guys can actually probably hear me and see the mic unlike my disaster of a uh, first round. Today, I'm wearing a rugby jersey, all blacks, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't normally walk around wearing rugby jerseys. Mike, um, maybe tell me why I'm wearing this. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know that much about rugby, uh, but I recently read and listened to a book called Legacy by James Kerr, uh, which was incredibly interesting. Uh, and as a lover of books and learning and improvement, I, Joe, I knew it would be something that uh, that uh, you would enjoy. So, you know, I was curious to see why you were wearing the All Blacks and if you liked the book or what you <laughs> yeah, saw. Yeah, no, so. so I haven't. So the last time we were chatting, the last couple of times we were chatting, um, you brought up the book. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I, when I was in college, did a little bit of rugby just for one semester. Mm -hmm. I'm no pro by any means. Um, but it was right around the time when the All Blacks, I mean, they've been dominant forever, mm -hmm. but it was when they were the thing. They had this guy, he always pronounced his name wrong, Alamu, I think is his name. Mm -hmm. He was probably, for the older folks in the room, equivalent to like a Bo Jackson or mm -hmm. Herschel Walker of his day. So um, I really liked the All Blacks, so I don't 
normally wear this kind of gear, but as a college student, I thought it was cool. So I picked up my uh, All Blacks jersey and I wanted to come and kind of almost uh, joke with you a little bit. So Mm -hmm. I threw it on. But what do you think about... um, that book legacy. What? Why'd you? Why'd you like it so you know, much? You uh, know, you know, a couple things. You know, first and foremost, you know, as not being a major rugby fan, I had heard of the All Blacks, but that's really it. And I've heard of the dance they've done. Didn't Haka. even know. Yeah, right. didn't yep. even know what it was called until then. So, you know, as a sports fan and you know a fan of just you know excellence and whatnot, I was you know interested in the book and listening to it. Um, it was very little about rugby, uh, but everything really about the team and the aspects they used to be successful and how kind of if you look at, you know, these people who are at the tip of the spear, you know, not only of the sport of rugby, what they do, but pretty much any sporting. I think they have the highest win percentage of any mm-hmm. sports franchise over a long time. Uh, just so curious to find, you know, how, you know, and why and what they do and you know, the way the book was really laid out was laid out in a simple, kind of easy fashion that was really applicable to, you know, what I see as construction or being a father or, you know, a brother or sister or whatever it may be to any any aspect of life. So, you know, it was one of those things that, you know, I really kind of resonated with and mm-hmm. thought you would enjoy. So, yeah, a um, couple of things. So, you know, it's beyond sports, right? Tip of the mm-hmm. spear could be in business. It mm-hmm. could be in, you know, as a doctor or whatever. Mm-hmm. The best of the best, they don't really... Yeah. doesn't discriminate. Yeah, right? And they're just continuing to learn. And, well, and, and, and sports, you know, I think why I love them so much is the scoreboard is crystal clear, you know? Yeah. Um, defining <laughs> success and failure is uh, as simple as it possibly can be. And, you know, whether it's construction or making widgets, right, it gets a little trickier, you know, mm-hmm. and... You know, there's no scoreboard at the end of my day. And, you know, you have a feeling of whether you won or lost. And, you know, so uh, um, you're thinking about it. Okay, how do we define success and failure is the first step, right? Yeah. You know, of, yeah, because it's beyond like that's clear. Like your your work day is a perception, right? How mm. does someone perceive success or not? Yeah, there's financial, but that's not the whole oh, no. piece yeah. of things, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I think that's probably a good gateway to... Um, if people are listeners to the podcast, they'll be aware that, um, you know, between yourself, Rob Carson, soon to be Krista, mm-hmm. um, I'm quite a fan of what you guys are doing. And I think it's less about the uh, financial, what someone would think of as business mm-hmm. success. Yep. Um, I really like the culture piece mm-hmm. of it. I like the lifelong learning. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's a big piece. I think the reason why someone might want to come work here is that approach, right? Mm-hmm. Your tip is a spear, but you still want to be better. What you guys yeah. do, I won't repeat it because we talked about it in a prior podcast, but what you do with professional development, but then even things like, and this is where I really get geeked up on it is, um, what do you guys call it? The Dell Book Club? Yeah, Dell Book Club, yeah. Right? yeah. Yep. Very original name, by the yes. way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what's that? In, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, just to go back to the, the, the point of the book, right, they lay out 15 different kind of ideas or, or principles. There were two that really resonated with me. You know, what up front of the book is one, you know, better all blacks, you know, better men make better all blacks, right, is a mantra mm. that they live by, right? And that, you know, you know, even them at the tip of the spear, right, they're always focused on becoming better at, you know, not just rugby, but, you know, all aspects of life, right? So that was something that really, really resonated to me. And then I think, I don't know if it's, you know, chapter lesson six or lesson seven, it's pretty simple, you know, no dickheads, excuse my language, but those two things really kind of resonate to what we're trying to do here. And, you know, uh, um, you know, I, I'm a firm believer of that, you know, obviously we're, you know, our core business is building buildings and mm-hmm. part of a business is, is making money, but, um, uh, you know, we're not a commodity base. The only commodity we have is our people, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's absolutely necessary that we have the mindset that we can always grow and improve our people. That's got to be really mission central, right? That's the only way our business is, you know, going to continue to evolve and grow. And, you know, because if you're staying stagnant, right, that's not a good place to be. So Yeah, no, for sure. Um, And everybody watching, forgive it, it's getting a little choppy. There's been some background issues. Okay, we're going to do a little two-minute break. Can you throw up a um, pause screen or whatever? Or if not, we're going to hang tight. So, okay, we are back after, uh, this is why they call us a beta test, right? Because yeah. uh, struggling with connectivity. Hopefully the connectivity is getting better. Um, if you're watching, if you could let us know if this is any better, we 
downsize the resolution if I'm using the right word, folks. Um, <clears throat> so I, I, let's get back to kind of my uh, or our discussion and how I feel like kind of Delbrook is a place about like lifelong learning, right? Mm-hmm. And what, like, I don't want to go work for anybody else anymore. No offense, mm-hmm. right? Um, but if I did, it would want to be a place like this. Like to me, it sounds so simple, but the Dell Book Club, mm-hmm. right? What, it, what does that look like? Yeah. Right? It's not a formal meeting. You're not sitting down yeah, and discussing yeah. books. Yeah, well, but- you know, where it really started was, you know, I personally got to a stage in my life, right, where, you know, you're in the car a lot, right, for our business. And, and we're really just, you know, our offices in Quincy and Falmouth, but still spend a lot of time driving around and, you know, I can't listen to negative sports radio anymore. I was literally going to pull my hair out. That's why I have short hair. Um, and really just fell in love with Audible um, because, you know, you're in the car, you know, for an hour to an hour and a half, you know, and reading, you know, with young kids at home, you know, the time I get to read starts at about 9 p.m. And about 9.02, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for, uh, for lights out, you know. Um, so I really I'm just, impressed you stay up till 9 o'clock. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, in, I'm in I, You know, I may be, may be you know, showboating <laughs> for my friends on, on, <laughs> yeah. on LinkedIn here. Um, but, uh, you know, just really fell in love with that and was really getting such a positive return on my, you know, investment there. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of really tied into our learning and development program that, you know, we want to make it easy for our people here to grow. Um, you know, we're in one of the hottest construction markets, right? Um, you know, uh, and, and times, right? In you know, you know, in ages, people can yeah, remember, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And if we do not focus on our employees' growth and development, right, we'll lose them. It's just mm-hmm. plain and simple. Um, and you know, we're not focusing on their growth and development just so we don't lose them, because we truly believe that you know the only asset we have is our people, right? Um, so, uh, you know, if you follow the whole growth mindset rhetoric, right, that, you know, um, you can always grow and get better, right? That's something that we really try to drive within the company. So, you know, the Dell Book Club is just a way to, to make it easy for people, whether they're interested in, you know, learning about, you know, how to negotiate or reading a nonfiction book or, you know, there's always ways to improve in any area of your life. You know? Yeah. And that just the logistics around it is you can, I think there's what, a couple of Kindles floating around yeah. here. Um, yep. Yep, we got and, some Kindles floating around, and then we have uh, you know uh, you know a couple corporate accounts um, you know for Audible, so you can hook that stuff up and listen to it in your car rides and drives, as you know a lot of people you know, do have an hour commute to the job site or to the office or to wherever it may be. So yeah, no, I think that you know that's something that would excite me. Okay, I can go to a place and because the reality of it is I look at it and say. Thanks, uh, Greg and Judy, for letting us know, and Krista. All right, sounds like, looks like we're good. People are acknowledging that we're streams working better. So uh, thanks, folks. So we got Gilbrain, Delbrook, a couple other folks on there. That's a good sign. Great. Um, but what I was saying was, me personally, if I could go to a company, like, it, it seems like it's it's not a lot of money, but the fact is, like, hey, like, sometimes I question, like, okay, I buy a lot of books, and I'm dropping 20 bucks here, 20 bucks there. Mm-hmm. That kind of adds up. To work for a place that values that yeah. and says, no, we want you to read and get better. And I look at it from my own perspective and I say like, okay, books I've read about health, books I've read about time management, mm-hmm. things like that oh, yeah. really improved yeah. my ability to be an employee, in this case, working for myself, right? Yeah. So why wouldn't you want that to be? Yeah, and, and, and it all ties together. Um, you know, if somebody is, you know, listening to a book on the Dell Book Club about, you know, how to eat right or work out better, right, that benefits everybody. And, Absolutely. you know, Joe, we were having a little conversation before about, um, you know, what does it mean to be a mission-driven company mm-hmm. or, you know, what are employees looking for today? And, you know, it's just, it's so interesting, right? I mean, when I first started in the industry, we did bid day by fax machine, you know. Yeah. Um, and that was only 15 years ago, you know, um, where you're sitting by the facts waiting, you know, go, come on in and you're hearing dial up modem. So, yeah, I need, you know, three electrical contractors to fax me yeah, over their number. Yeah, right, yeah. 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 And, you know, going back, if you ask an employee who was in their twenties, you know, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, what is a mission based company or, you know, is that important to you? They'd look at you like, yeah, what are you talking yeah, about? you're out of your mind, you know, mission. Are we going to the yeah, moon? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, which. You know, really, in, in today's day and age, the way we view it, you have to have that kind of, you know, the whole kind of experience. It's not just a place to work, but, you know, it's really a community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having kind of a growth mindset community um, where, you know, we give each other feedback back and forth is really important to us. Um, you know, we do it in a respectful way, but we also, you know, respect, 
you know, where everybody is and their family kind of lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. Really, really try to treat work like a community, I guess. Yeah. You know, and there's lots of different nuggets and avenues you can chase down that, um, you know. Yeah. So. It's funny, like you, pre-interview, you were chatting a little bit about kind of like, um, I don't know, you didn't call them KPIs, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I forget escaping the word. You guys kind of mission statement that type. Oh, of oh, yeah, core values, core values. And, and, and mission statement. Yeah. yeah, and now I hear core values mm-hmm. and I cringe. Right. Yes, most people do. Yeah, and cheesy I, and not real and. And I've worked for like international firms where like they they morphed around from core values to KPIs, but at the end of the day. Um, you know, they're the same thing and you just kind of roll your eyes Mm -hmm. because like, okay, this is, yeah, what does it, it mean? It, they give you a thing it, to put yeah, in Yeah, it goes and on and a like, doormat. And, yeah, like, you know, oh, and integrity or yeah, like, yeah. you know, family values, but mm-hmm. those aren't real. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, how have you mastered to make those real and not just be um, yeah. this Yeah, you know, that's, is, there's, there's a very simple answer, um, but that simple answer is also very dynamic. It's, you just have to truly believe in them. Hmm. Um, and you have to do them when nobody's looking, right? Because... You can't market, um, you know, your core values on LinkedIn or, you know, uh, you know, a proposal. You know, it, it goes back to, um, you know, I forget the name of the study, but um, the net promoter score, right? Yes. Where yes. Um, the one business metric, right, that you really need to focus on is what do your employees, what do your clients, what do your subs, what do your vendors say about you to their friends when they're sitting around the fireplace, you know, when, you know, they're in a safe place to really talk about you. Absolutely. And, you know, if they say good things, right, good things will happen. And, if, you know, they don't, bad things typically happen, right? Yeah. Um, so when it comes to really, you know, your core values or your mission statement, at the end of the day, employees, you know, it's a small industry. We all know each other. And, if, you know, you say we're about honesty, integrity, and family values, but your actions don't do that, right? Then, mm. you know, it's, it's a waste of time and it's disingenuous. And, um, you can't get away with that, you know, in today's climate where what people really want to work for, you know, yeah, or, or where they want to be. The reality in today's climate, like you were talking about, you know, 30 years ago, what mm-hmm. an employee would think, uh, today's climate, you can't hide. Yeah. You're going to get exposed. Yeah. Right. So um, just every, all information is out there. Everybody mm-hmm. has access to everything, mm-hmm. you know, and if someone's saying one thing and you're looking at their Instagram feed and saying like, uh, yeah, you, you're out there saying that, yeah, but I'm looking at this and this is, this is what yeah, you're doing. I mean, you'd be better suited to say, you know, our core values are about kicking puppies and actually live that life, yeah. you know, than saying, Hey, we're about being really kind. But then, you know, the real people say, yeah, they're not very nice behind the scenes. It's, yeah. no, absolutely. you know, it's, it's that disingenuity is, you know, and it, it's kind of how, you know, the business landscape has really changed. You know, if you know, uh, you know, if you ask thirty years ago, the CEO job, uh, CEO job is to increase shareholder value or mm-hmm. make a bunch of money, or you know, and that was an acceptable answer. And and now it's 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 yes, you have to make money to run a business, but there's a lot of other things you know that go along to really having a good, healthy community. Mm. And it seems like you guys have stretched into actually physical health as well, right? Yes. So we have book club. Yeah, Delbrook, Delbrook Club. Yeah, um, you have this intense learning and development covering mm-hmm. all kinds of topics. Mm-hmm. You have um, fitness challenges. Yeah, uh, yeah, meditation apps. Like you guys. Are- yeah, yeah. Well, it's 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 really it's kind of been my personal experience. You know, when I was younger in my twenties, I probably wasn't living the healthiest lifestyle. You know, mm-hmm. and now you know in my later thirties. I personally get such a benefit from you know eating healthier or exercising, and it's really kind of changed my life, mm-hmm. um, you know, for the better in a lot of different ways. And from a business standpoint, um, we always stand by if things aren't right at home, right, they're not going to be right at work, yeah. you know. Yep. Um, and that can be a lot of different things, but you know, we really push our people. Um, we try to make it easy, like similar to the Dell Book Club, right? There's a you know a gym, you know an eighth of a mile down the road. I mean, there's free memberships, right? Mm-hmm. And if you want to do CrossFit, right, we'll pay for half. Or um, there's other different programs you run out of our Falmouth office. Or ultimately, you know, it's a small investment, but it's basically saying we care about people, you mm-hmm. know? And, um, you know, if you're working out or, or doing something, staying active, it's just, you're going to be a happier You're going to perform better. Yeah, you're right, going to yeah. perform better. The company's going to do better. You're going to be happier at your work life or your home life or and it's really just a win-win, mm. you know, so. That's fantastic. All right, so I want to grab a couple more of my selfish questions, and then I sure. want to get to 
um, some questions that people sent in on Instagram, LinkedIn, email, that type of stuff. But um, these are more rapid kind of things because I just want to like more or less kind of take the temperature. Mm-hmm. So when you're in your weekly exec meetings, mm-hmm. what is the topics? What do you hear yeah. from... Yeah, that's that, that's a great question. So we, you know, uh, about four or five years ago, one of the important things to us was we got to get in a good cadence, um, you know, because it's so easy in this business um, or any business to get stuck on the daily grind and details and in you know emails and phone calls and so we're pretty religious. Every other week we block out two and a half hours and the agenda of that meeting. There's always time for open forum, right? And we push really hard not to talk about the technical type stuff or, mm-hmm. you know, the granular stuff, but it's really the strategic type stuff. Um, how are we structuring the business? Um, is our diversification strategy working? Um, is our overhead, um, you know, appropriate uh, mm-hmm. for what we're doing? Um, uh, or how are we doing on our review process? Are we making easy for people feedback? Um, you know, all those types of stuff, right, that are really important mm-hmm. uh, in running a business, but maybe not urgent, right? Um, okay. That we really block out time. You know, it's urgent that, hey, we're, you know, uh, we're behind two weeks on this job and what's our recovery schedule? That's that's really urgent, right? Mm. But is that really important for us? In the long. For 2020 and 2025 and 2030, not so much, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but very easy to get distracted and chase and spend, you know, 18 hours a day. So we all hold ourselves accountable. So, you know, I mean, if you really want to know, I have a, I have a log here. Yeah. But, you know, uh, you know, diversity and inclusion plan, mission statement, leadership agendas, um, you know, review our estimating plan. We changed around our structure and estimating a little bit. Um, you know, uh, you know, SDI training, right? Uh, cost databases, stuff like things What's like SDI? that. Uh, uh, sub default insurance. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. subcontractor default. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. So that was, you know, uh, subguard, but, yep. you know, we made a big switch uh, about a year ago where we entered into the SDI program. So, you know, educating our clients and our sub base about that and educating our own employees and, you know, things along those lines. Okay. Is there one that over the years keeps coming up and, and it's and almost like, is it like, could be almost be a thorn in your side, like something more like, you know, yeah, I, we got to get this one right. Yeah, like it, I mean, it, every so many months it yeah, raises its head. Yeah, That's, I mean, I mean, the the continual issue. The, you know, there's good news and there's bad news, right? Yep. Um, the bad news is this issue continues to come up, but the good news is it happens for every single business and every single. Is that as we've grown as a company and as people have become really good at doing, right? Mm-hmm. They then slide into, okay, you need to be really good at good doing, but now you need to manage. Right, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of big challenge, right? As a you know, organization grows, or as you get a new thing, or as your people grow, right? How do we, you know, best learn the skills of, of managing, right? Versus being good at doing and everything in yeah. between. Yeah, you know? definitely, definitely different skill yeah, set, right? Yeah, and and it all comes down to you know how do you communicate, you know, expectations, and, and how do you know the right level of you know, checking in, but, you know, not micromanaging, but not yep. like, here, Joe, go do this and kind of finding that balance. You yeah. Know? And and we always come back to is that, you know, there's no standard operating procedure, you know, on that, right? Because well, does that get into, you know, uh, obviously I interact with Krista quite a bit in the learning yeah. and development front. Does that get into like the disc and all that kind of yeah. stuff where like yeah. knowing, uh, and for people that don't know, it's kind of like a... Yeah, like I, a Myers-Briggs or a personality type. And, yeah. Yeah. So you could find it's about knowing who you are, yeah. who the person you're, who is yeah. well, working it's, for it's, you is. I mean, it's it's quite amazing. You organize a few words, and it spits out a report that basically your your spouse will say, "This is you. This is ninety five percent you." How did it do that? You know? Yeah. Um, and it's really you know we that's not an end all be all for us, right? right? You know, just because your disc profile says this, that doesn't really mean anything to us. Mm-hmm. What it is though, it's a data point. Right, and we share it amongst the teams, so there can be more awareness about who you're working with as a team, and ultimately, communication is the number one issue. Um, and communication now, I feel, is harder, uh, you know, because there's Facebook, LinkedIn, text message, uh, WhatsApp, uh, email, phone calls, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, the skill of communicating one on one, right? Not that it's watered down, but there's so many different other avenues. Mm-hmm. And that's the age-old problem, is, yeah. is how do we effectively communicate as me and you talking? How do we communicate to a group of subcontractors? How do we communicate to a group of owners? 
Um, and learning that skill set is really what what our job is. You know, yeah. so. That's interesting that it's something so basic, right? Oh, yeah. But it continues yeah. to rear its head in different it, forms probably, it's, right? It's funny. I, I, you know, I, I laugh all the time. So I have three kids, right? And, and being a parent has been happening since like the dawn of time, right? Yeah. I would think, you know, yeah. or, or pretty close. And yet you have, you know, each kid, you're like, wow, how did I, how did I not know that? Or how, now it's so simple, you know, and it's, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it's the same thing with communication and within the workplace, right? It's uh, it's always a, an imperative issue and it's always going to be there. So we try to focus on it. Yeah. I want to go back to something you said last time we talked and it kind of mirrors nicely to um, the kind of growth mindset, um, tip of the spear still getting mm-hmm. better. Um, I thought it was insightful enough to repeat. Um, and when you said it, I was like, huh, I'd never heard anybody say it that way. We were chatting about growth. Mm-hmm. in a company and you know what do you do would you do you look at it like oh we want to grow 10 percent this year do we want to do this do that you know and i kind of figured you were of the mindset of you know that's having spoken <coughs> to you enough that you're not in that place where that's the metric running in mm-hmm. your head you seem like at least from my perspective and i don't mean to be blowing too much smoke here but that you get there's the other thing, right? The net promoter is more important yes. than doing 5% more business yes. in the long run. Yeah. That's going to pay off. But I thought it was interesting that you said, we're looking for growth to give our employees opportunities, mm-hmm. right? And that kind of goes back to, if you're not giving them opportunities mm-hmm. to learn and get better, right? Yeah. Then they're going to go somewhere else. Uh, well, well, it's, it's look, if, if we want growth oriented people, growth mindset people, right? Uh, and then we say, you know, hey, uh, Molly, you're going to be a you know assistant PM the rest of your career. Enjoy, you know. Uh, yeah, that that contradicts itself, you know? right? So ultimately, right, you know, we want to create space for our people to grow in mm-hmm. uh, and create opportunities. In, in order, absolutely. In order to do that, you yeah. guys have to grow as a business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we really look at it as that, um, you know, obviously there's factors outside of our con- outside of our control. We try not to worry about, mm-hmm. right? You look at uh, and you can easily get engulfed in. Uh, what's the inverted yield curve or, you know, uh, are we due for a 10 year recession or, you know, what's happening with the China trade talks? You know, there's all this stuff that is mm-hmm. way outside of our control and, and it does have an impact on our business, but we try not to expend energy on that because it's outside of our control and it's kind of waste energy. Mm. What we do really expend our energy is that we believe that if we do the right thing, right. And we treat people well and we build great teams and um, you know, uh, you know, we have a you know a client based you know a relationship based business, mm-hmm. right? We'll have a high net promoter score, right? Yeah. If you have a high net promoter score, they'll tell their friends, and the growth will come, yeah. right? Um, you know, obviously we're a business, so you know our overhead is X, and our revenue is Y, and you know to pay for our overhead, we need to make you know Z, and yeah. you know, so you know, obviously that's that's every business, but. If you go in it with the mindset, okay, we need to grow 5%. Let's make a bunch of decisions to grow 5%, right? Yeah. That's going to be different than the decisions you make where, hey, how do we keep our clients really happy, mm. right? That's a different set of decisions. Could you know Some could be the same. Some could be different, yep. right? Um, so you have to fight the temptation to say, you know, well, we did this last year. So if we do this, right, you know. It's very short-term it, Yeah, because that yeah. might put that, that might put those dollars in the bank this year yes but in the long run you have an unsatisfied yeah. customer and yeah yeah and, lower and, net promoter and, score and, 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 and like i said the only asset we have is our people right hmm. um and we only have so many people and they can only do so many things so um you know you got to find the right things for them to be doing yeah. but once again it's it's very easy for me to say this on a podcast to you yeah. right it becomes much harder where hey, you know, maybe you didn't get this job and, uh, you know, you have some people who are really good who may not be that busy and and there's a job that may not be in your strategy, right, but it could keep people busy. So that's where that's where it becomes becomes gray, mm-hmm. right? Um, so um, we're absolutely not perfect, um, mm-hmm. but we always want to go back to is the number one thing to us is our reputation, right? So, um, you know, if you can always go back to, you know, Am I? What am I doing now? Is that going to help our reputation, or is that going to hurt it? Right. Um, that will typically lead you in the right, in the direction. right direction. Awesome. Yeah. How about this? So I asked you what you're hearing in your exec meetings, but what are you hearing from employees? Yeah, I, I mean, number one, that that or, or what do you 
um, if they're if you're if for some reason like a normal employee they're afraid to maybe say it to the CEO are you hearing through management pipelines yeah. like what, what do you hear what yeah. are the employees you, you know I, I try to be both good as, and bad yeah, yeah I try to be as approachable as possible but I'm pretty ugly you know I'm pretty loud so you know uh, um, you know uh, but I mean really the the consistent message number one people are busy you know um, you know our people are getting calls from recruiters at least three times a week I'm sure. right yep um, and I don't resent that at all I think that's just I think that's a great thing right mm. Um, but it just reinforces the point that, you know, um, we have to be more than just a place to work. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that's important. And, and really, the more and more what I hear from the employees is, is that the stuff we do, the, 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 the mission-based uh, or the, you know, you know, the core values or the philanthropic stuff we do, that's all important to people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, people want to you know, feel like they're part of a community. They want to know what we're up to. They want to know that we're doing things to help the community or, and they want to be proud of where they work. You know, um, they want to be able to tell their grandmother or their grandson or whatever that they're yeah. proud of Delbert JKS. Yep. This is where I work. This is what I build. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is what we're doing. This is the project I'm working on. But hey, we're also, you know, doing this or doing that mm -hmm. or doing a blood drive or, you know, yeah. so... I mean, I really feel like if I was ever to go back uh, to work for a general contractor, it would be less about how they build buildings. Well, you know, we're hiring, Joe. We got we got plenty of spots. I'm just, I'm just making sure. You, I don't know if you knew that. Well, just make sure we can talk after. Yeah. I mean, yeah. um, but I don't know if we could afford you. You're pretty, you're pretty, pretty big baller over there. You're I mean, expensive suit. Yeah, yeah, I take yeah, that yeah. back. We're, yeah, yeah. we're full. Um, but you know, I would think about it, and I would say like. It would be less about how that company builds buildings mm -hmm. and systems they use and all that kind of stuff and more about what is my lifestyle there. Like I would care more about a standing desk and access to good food mm -hmm. and working out and having people of the same growth mindset and access to books. Like that all excites me. I was going to swear. Oh, we yeah. can swear, right? Yeah. Way fucking more than anything yeah. about like, oh, we've got Procore, we've got this, right? Yeah. People are kind of inherently selfish. Yeah. Right? Where they, they're they looking out, what's what's good for me as a person? And that's where I think there's a shift. And that's where you start to see like um, wellness for mm -hmm. employees, but even as stretching into wellness in buildings, mm -hmm. right? Air quality, water quality, access to exercise, blue light versus, mm -hmm. you know, orange light, natural light, natural products, that type of thing. So, yeah, I think that holistic approach to oh, yeah. an employee is, is, yeah. is a huge part of uh, well, it. Right? And, and absolutely. And, and, you know, our business changes so fast. You know, I mean, the core essence of what we do will always be around and has been around since the pyramids. Um, but, you know, if you ask what's important, you know, uh, you know, to one of our, you know, um, senior, you know, estimators, right, who is in their 60s or 70s or whatever it be, be you know, it's a completely different industry, right, for the people in our 20s and 30s, right? Yeah. So, you know, at the essence of what we do will always be the same, right? We need to build things effectively and efficiently, right? Mm. Um, but the means and methods and ways of how we do them, right, need to be constantly improving, right? Yeah. You know. And I mean, that kind of goes to something that, you know, people have heard me say it before, but it just was very uh, stuck with me ever since college. Um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, mm -hmm. you know, and... When I when I read it and was studying it, it just made so much sense to me. Yeah. Right. Where you're like, wow, it's so simple, but it's so yeah um, powerful. Which is, yes, if you're 25 years old, mm -hmm. a ten thousand dollar raise yeah. is a lot more motivating and life changing than mm -hmm. if you're 60 at the end of your career. Mm -hmm. It's you're not looking for a ten thousand dollar raise. You're probably fine. What you want is an mm -hmm. opportunity to mentor somebody that's going to yes. get you a lot more excited yep. and juice right but yeah. if you're just trying to pay your rent like oh great i'm glad you gave me a chance to mentor but i can't pay my bills yeah right? so like yeah. knowing where people are in that yeah. in that needs thing i think yeah. can really um can really have an impact oh yeah and if you're drilling in like you are about looking about what are the needs of the people and how do we mm -hmm. how do we all row in that same direction i yeah. think that that can be really powerful well, and, and, and that's the fun thing, right? You know, so our core values, right? You know, mm -hmm. very cheesy, right? Honesty, integrity, and family values, right? Mm. Uh, and family values kind of means two things to us, right? Um, the first thing, and this is a little different than what you may expect, but, you know, if you love your brother or sister, right, you need, if they're being a shithead, you need to tell them that. 
right? Or if they're doing excellent, it's important you tell them that as well too, right? Mm -hmm. So you know, if you really truly care about the people you work with, the only way they're going to get better is with good feedback, mm. right? Um, and it's so easy, right? It, it, we're all human beings, right? It's so easy, you know, if I'm frustrated with you to, hey, Joe, how you doing? And I can't believe Joe stinks. You know, it's like, uh, you know, and, and we really try to push against that. You know, if I truly care about you, I'm going to say, Joe, you know, I think this could be done better. Or, mm. Joe, that podcast was excellent, you know? So that's kind of what the first piece of family values means to us is that, you know, if you truly care about the people around you you need to you know face your fears and be okay with you know giving feedback both good and negative right mm -hmm. the second piece is that if things aren't right at home right things aren't going to be right at work and like you just said right you know somebody you know who just got out of college right their family is going to be completely different than somebody my age who has three kids at home which is completely different than somebody who's on the grandkids mm -hmm. and, and being respectful and, and having the resources to to understand all of that and kind of work you know, around through those things. Hmm. You know, um, At the end of the day, we have a job to get done. We have a building to get built. Um, it's challenging and it's hard, right? Hmm. Um, but together as a team, I think we can be sensitive to the, where people are within that family, you know, you know, life cycle yeah, or, yeah. or, and, you know, if we're getting our job done, right, we want to be respectful of that. Okay. So that's kind of what it means. Okay. All right. I'm going to transition a bit sure. and we're going to hit some of the questions that other oh, people yeah. had, right? Exciting. Um, Roll up the sleeves. So this yes. Good. Here's the first one. Uh, this one came in through Instagram and yeah. uh, Build AR Group was yeah. uh, is the contractor yeah. uh, that sent it in. And um, he wanted to know, would Suffolk and Delbrook ever merge? That's a, an excellent question. No. <laughs> uh, um, you know, look, you, you never say never, but um, uh, absolutely not. Um, I, <laughs> never say yeah, never, but absolutely not. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Uh, and look, I have all the respect in the world for Suffolk. Um, I grew up pushing a broom on a Suffolk job site. Yeah. Uh, and I'm so amazed at, at some of the, the stuff they've been able to do. But in essence, you know, when we started this business and, you know, going back to, you know, 2005 and 2010, um, I had, and I still really have zero desire to, to compete against Suffolk. Mm. Um, it's just not something that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, and we also see, you know, a real need in the areas that, that they're not in. And it, it kind of makes really perfect sense for us, you know, yeah. so it's completely two, two separate, separate businesses. Yeah. Is down deep. There's, there has to be some competitiveness between oh, two uh, brothers, right? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Anybody who knows me, I'm probably one of the most competitive people, I, right? right. That, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, um, but it's, it's, it's like you know, an apple competing with an orange. It's just completely separate business models and, you know, business markets and sectors. Mm -hmm. Yes, we build things in the city of Boston and our both name, last name is Fish and yeah. kind of look alike. But other than that, we're completely different. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, hey, speaking of fish, so what, yes. what's this? Uh, that is a big fish uh, that um, I didn't come anywhere close to catching. <laughs> uh, so my father and a lot of my other family members, uh, very big, fishing you know uh, mm -hmm. and i think my dad liked it because back then his cell phone didn't work out on the fall you know go out on the boat deep enough yeah uh but he caught this uh actually uh in september 9th of 2006 uh you know out of hyena so nice but i am the black sheep of the family because i get seasick so um, okay and i've never caught a fish in my life which is yeah, so that's probably why we're buddies yes <laughs> um oh shoot what was he oh I, I like that you guys panned up to catch a fish nice what yeah. <laughs> Well done. Well, I can say this. I'm pretty sure John has never done a LinkedIn Live. So that, you know what? He, he's a little slower on the that, technology. Yeah, he's not really, up there with yeah, you. Yeah, they're not really big in technology yeah. over there at all. No, no, that's, no. That's so I, I like it. Delbrook, <laughs> Delbrook <laughs> leading Suffolk. <laughs> yeah. You know, in yeah. modern, right. the yeah, modern you, way to communicate, you're which they're, just, they're not really up to. And, and I see he's getting uncomfortable, so I should keep going. Yeah, Steve yeah, is smiling. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, but, but in, in all seriousness, they're, you know, what they're doing technology is truly fascinating yeah. you know it's yep. it's pretty impressive you know yeah. and uh, i think it was um i don't know if it was a uh, bezos or, or somebody who said you know if you're not a technology company you're going to get acquired by one you know yeah. so it's it's one of the things that it's you know just kind of the way business is going as a whole in general and construction is no different yeah what they're doing with the smart lab is you know is impressive it's next level stuff yeah, it's yeah. it's really fantastic mm -hmm. all right um Another one that came in is um, it's kind of more broad and macro question, but how do you slash Delbrook track economic trends? 
assuming you do is there like leading indicators are there opinions you really respect um do you see a recession on the horizon and if so how are you preparing for it so there's a lot yeah. in there but it's so basically what do you how are you kind of yeah monitoring yeah. things yeah i mean i mean at, at our core strategy right diversification is always important to us mm -hmm. um you know, right now the multifamily housing and the need for housing is is so strong right you hear it from the governor you hear it from marty walsh mm -hmm. you hear it from everybody right that you know there is a affordable housing and housing availability crisis i mean we even hear it from you know our employees who are trying to find a place to rent or a place to live it's it's hard you know mm -hmm. so that is good for our housing business right but you know on the other end you see all these massive housing places getting built so we still see the housing market strong you know it's becoming harder to make deals pencil out because land is pretty much a can be a subjective cost and is up and construction costs are up so you know we're preparing for there would be a little softening in the market of that mm -hmm. but there's still you know such a strong need right um so you know to combat that right we've really focused on you know the eds and meds right you know such a strong market here that um, you know, in a downtime, typically they will spend more, right? Because, you know, of their strong endowments or their strong ability. So they'll look at it as, hey, it's not a downtime. It's an opportunity to pay less for stuff we need. Yes, so, yep. you know, that's part of our strategy. But, you know, there's a lot of different external. You can look at ENR, um, you know, you can look at FMI data. Um, there's, you know, a lot of the major con. Gilbane does a report and Turner does a report. And, mm -hmm. you know, so we kind of look at all those things, right? There's a little bit of, you know, this kind of checking, you know, what are our clients saying and what are we seeing and is business still coming to Boston? Uh, but our core strategy, right, is, okay, we have the markets. Let's stay diligent, right? Um, and let's have a strategy. Let's not be any too market dependent that if that's to disappear. Mm -hmm. um, and let's have the ability to, to pour gas on markets if other things you slow know, down. Slow down. Yep. So uh, if I can con you know, condense it, the indicators are more about um, looking at your clients, mm. kind of backlog, yeah. maybe what they're saying, what their struggles might be. Hey, yeah. you have a couple of clients that are having trouble getting things to pencil out yeah. and if you start yeah. to see a theme there yeah that raises it yeah and it's really looking at you know each market we're in is a different financing structure you know you know housing is housing but you know how affordable housing is financed is night and day from how you know our market rate or a condo is you know mm. um so keeping an eye on you know number one our deals penciling out or you know our changes you know in the affordable housing regulation going to have an impact on financing mm. or our interest rates, right? The the Fed's tinkering around, right? Is that going to play into, you know, you know the private, you know, market rate residential finance? Have you seen anything on the policy, affordable housing policy? That, um, that you know, it's it's one of these things where it's hard to keep track of mm -hmm. all the different stuff going on, right? And the whole political divisiveness, right? There's a lot of um, uh, red tape to kind of not red tape, but you know, you can get bureaucracy, lost. bureaucracy, right? Yep. Um, but I, you know, the great thing about Massachusetts, um, and what I love about, you know, we have a Republican governor and a you know, Democratic mayor, but they work well together, mm -hmm. right? They can degree, uh, disagree, uh, like, you know, adults, which yeah, is nice. It is nice. Uh, and, and affordable housing has always been a priority, um, which is. So and it's very, although there might be some bickering over exactly the way to go, to go about it. At yes. the end of the day, they both. Yes. Both sides, left and right, want yes. more affordable housing. Yeah. I don't think there's I mean, anybody it's, it's, out there that's saying, yeah. no, we don't want yeah, affordable and, places to live, right? Yeah, and, 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 and we're seeing, you know, towns individually, you know, really come to that conclusion as well, too, that that affordable housing is a major, major issue. Mm. So. Okay. Uh, and a shout out to Greg Garvin. I didn't know if he wanted me throwing his name on that question, but oh. I, I see he popped up in there and said, thanks for asking the question. So Greg's awesome. from Gilbane. Oh, great. Um I think he's out of the Rhode Island office. Excellent. And uh, yeah, he was curious about that. Yeah. Um, so to finish it, so macro, not so much focusing more on what clients are saying. The strategy is diversification, kind of mm -hmm. almost like stock yep. market. Um, I will say, I'm going to say two things that are contradictory, but um, I think it's Warren Buffett that has 
he has a quote or he just glibly kind of said when people were asking him about, you know, this economist says that this is going to happen. That economist says that's mm-hmm. going to happen. And uh, his answer is, I've never met a wealthy economist before. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yeah. So and it's so true. No one ever calls an economist yeah. out like, oh, wait a minute. Like you predicted this and mm-hmm. the complete opposite. They, yeah. they, it gets said, it gets a headline and moved on and no yeah. one's ever accountable well, for. You, you can, <clears throat> you know, you can go down a rabbit hole chasing this stuff and mm. you can find one opinion or, or the other. So it's mm. ultimately that's why at the end of the day, it's a little bit, you know, yep. this. And where are we at? You know, how strong are we in market rate? And what's our backlog in that? And how strong are we in educational or healthcare? And are we doing the things now? that five years the road, right, are going to lead to, you know, being in a better position than mm. we are today. Yeah. Um, you know, this is shameless plug, but not just to plug myself, but it just is going to come across that way. So I'll say that um, I wrote something. If you go to massconstruction.org, it's um, five places to find construction data. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that because most of it is just um, true data and less predictive stuff, mm-hmm. you know, not leading indicator, kind of just, hey, what are we seeing? Like you get the architectural billing index. But one of them I think is great is uh, the St. Louis Fed. Mm-hmm. They have some phenomenal construction data. Uh, Got to check that out. Yes. Um, I'll, I can send you the link. And, but they have, you can do uh, employees in construction in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. how many they're working, the, the salaries they're making. Um, you can get it down to like Metro Boston. Mm-hmm. You can get it down to people in building construction versus all construction. Mm-hmm. Um, There's some yeah. great data there. Yeah. And I have to give a big shout out <clears throat> to our CFO, Andy McDonald. Um, you know, on a monthly basis, he's issuing, right, kind of you know, really boiling down that data because that stuff is a little bit of a weakness of mine, mm-hmm. right? Really being able to analyze that and ferret out what's important, what's not important. But, you know, amongst our team, right, there's so much data out there now, right? You know, he's kind of uh, taking the lead on kind of culling through that stuff. And, hey, this is where we're at. This is what our percentages are, mm-hmm. right? Um, this is where the market's going. You know, what are we doing? You I'd know? love to see it sometime. Yeah, oh, yeah. I won't share it publicly, but I would love it. I'm, well, I'm curious. Does he do like a dashboard? Yeah, well, well it's or? nice. There's a dashboard, and it starts out as this massive kind of, you know, eight and a half, you know, 11 by 17 spreadsheet, right? And what mm-hmm. he really pulls it out is he said, okay, this is where, you know, an accumulation of all the data we're getting. This is where, you know, affordable housing seems to be trending. This is where market rate. This is where educational. This is where healthcare and commercial, right? Mm. And then he kind of pulls our data, whereas, you know, hey, in 16, you know, we were X percent of this market and X percent of that market. In 17, we were this. and 18, we're this. and 19, we're going to end the year at this. and 20 and 21, you know, if we go off our future or pending backlog, right, that's where we're going to end up. Um, so, you know, given that, you know, the, the facts are, here's where we're at and this is what we have, right? That's pure facts, right? Mm. Um, the data we get, right, is a little bit subjective, but, um, you know, it, you know, if it becomes true, what are we doing, right? To, how do we react to that? How, right? how, how are, you know, you know, first and foremost, what are we doing? What can we control, which is what we do mm. in these markets? What can we do better or, you know, you know or what are we doing too much of? You know? I, I like that, right? So you're saying not only, okay, here's kind of how things could play out. Yep. If it does play out this way, what's our response? Mm-hmm. And if it plays out the opposite, what's our response? Yeah. It's kind of like almost a little decision tree kind yeah. of happening. Yeah. And, 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 and the challenging thing, right, when it comes to diversification or the strategy, you know, nothing is instantaneous, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And it's almost like an 18-month cycle, you know. We can't just say, you know, today, hey, we want to pick up, you know, a bunch of educational revenue for oh, yeah. 2020, yeah. you know. If we say that today, right, we're not going to see the fruits of that labor until probably 2021, right. you know, if we're if lucky. You're, if so, you're lucky, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you know, and, and you know, kind of making those st- strategy changes, right, it's not just you can't change your mind next month. You know, mm-hmm. so um, you got to be able to be quick and nimble, but you also have to be, okay, you know, be sure what you're doing. Okay. Let me grab some um, questions that have come in during the live stream. Sure. So what's one thing you hope you're, and this kind of goes, this came in while the net promoter score conversation yeah. was happening. And what is one thing you hope your employees would say when you aren't in the room? Oh, it's the best looking boss they've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not happening. Yeah. Um, you know, ultimately, if I could pick one thing was that, that Mike actually cared, right? Mm. You know, that, that actually cared about, you know, me as a person. Uh, but also, you know, um, about my growth, my development, you know, also about the company. You know, it's that kind of tie in all those things. I, uh, the one word is, in, is critical in there, mm-hmm. actually. 
Yes. Right? Yeah. Because that goes back to our conversation about KPIs and, well, of and course, all this stuff. Of, of and, course the CEO cares about his employees because, right, right that's the company. Didn't that's you read they, the card that said that's, that's our core money. value? Yeah, right? yeah. I got to make money. I need employees to make money, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, I think one of the best lessons I ever learned uh, playing sports, right, was that the coaches that you want to run through a wall for, right, mm-hmm. were the ones that pushed you, that gave you real feedback. Even the, my favorite coach of all time would yell at me like, but I knew he cared about me, right? Like I knew that he was doing it because, and I knew that if I had a problem or this or that, you know, and it wasn't just about, and some of the worst coaches that I, you know, it was just so easily that they could give a F about me. It's, you mm-hmm. know, about winning games and, you know, and I'm, you know, so what I did, what I really try to take from that and business is no different than team, in my opinion, mm. you know, it's, so it's that, you know, if, uh, you know, if your people know that you actually truly want the best for them, right, that's going to gonna be, be a difference maker. Yeah. And uh, there was actually a woman I was just talking to, I want to say, the last night or the night before, my memory shot, um, and she was having the conversation with her daughter, and mm-hmm. there was a coach that was would be yelling at her daughter about, mm-hmm. like, her performance and stuff like that in practice, and her daughter was getting really upset. Yeah. And the woman's opinion was it wasn't over the top by the coach, but just the coach was doing yeah. that. And, you know, her response to her daughter was like, if he, I don't know if the coach was male or female, but if he or she is not yelling at you, yeah. that's more of a problem. Exactly. Because then they yeah. think you're insignificant and you're not going to yell at someone that like, okay, yeah. they're not going to play. I'm not going to. Yeah. But if they see you have potential and they want you to be better, yeah. they're going to be hard on you. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Absolutely. Right? And, and and look, um, you know, they're called growing pains for a reason, right? You know, the biggest lessons of my life that I've ever grown from, right, have been, you know, not all sunshine and rainbows, right? That's been... Yeah. challenging things, right, that, that, that are you hard and challenging, but that's where you grow from. A- absolutely. You know, so. Yeah, and and that is not just in a business sense, It's um, and I don't think you were just meaning it that way, but oh, yeah. in a personal sense, like, yeah. you know, tragedies all often, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. You, you, lead kids, to tremendous... Personal, growth. right, you know, um, it's, it's absolutely true in a business sense, you know, if we've had some bad days at work that I will probably never forget, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, right, uh, trying to make some good out of those is you know, the important thing. Okay. Forgive me. I'm bouncing because I want to get to some of the yeah, questions. Sure. Um, as you look back um, think about your career, is there a moment that you're most proud of? You know, that's a, that's a tough one. I, you know, I, I can't think of um, a defining moment. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's, there's one thing. We, we gave an award to a woman named Joni Martin um, at our company meeting last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, just for she's just the best, right? She's the best, and we named it the you know inaugural you know EA Fish Award. So, you know, uh, and um, to see we surprised her and had her you know her husband who's who's a meathead but the best guy in the entire world. Yeah. Um, um, you, her, you must really like him. Oh, if you yeah, call absolutely, him a absolutely, yeah, awesome. absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, he surprised her, and her kids were there, and just uh, that was just I don't know that was just something that comes to mind. It's really fun, but yeah. you know it's. Was she a long-time employee? Uh, she absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, but you know, I like to think of it. You know, I got like forty more years left, man. Like, you know, come on, <laughs> just, just get started. Just getting warmed up. Yeah. All right, just I like that. Warmed up. Um, couple more. So, um, what's one strengthness? What, one's what's strengthness? Good words, yep. Joe. What is one of your strengths, and one of what is one of your weaknesses when running a business? I'll start with the weakness. There's a lot there. Um, but what I've learned is that. Um, uh, it's funny you, you just said that, and I got a bunch of hearts and claps. So huh. okay, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but people agree you have a lot yeah, of weaknesses. Yeah, apparently, no, <laughs> See, honesty is a core value, Joe. Yes, okay. core value. Um, uh, I struggle right with the sometimes technical legality piece. You know, deep contracts, bonds, insurance, right? The intricacies of SDI, right? Mm. Um, the ability to really evaluate you know, data, you know, I can add and subtract, right? Maybe multiply on a good day, <laughs> right? Uh, but that's really about it, yeah. right? So having kind of some teams to really help me with that, you know, I understand that we have to put sheathing in the ground, right? Uh, so the dirt doesn't fall in. Mm-hmm. But all the calculations that go into that cross bracing, yep. I'm probably not your guy, right? Yeah. Uh, so kind of in that part of the brain, right? So mm-hmm. um, having people to help me with that stuff, yeah. you know? Also experience. I'm, you know, I'm young, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I haven't, been through scenarios so um so those are some of the the weaknesses yeah and then uh, 
Okay. I was going to say, is the byproduct that um, with the, you're saying the technical, the technical stuff is not the strong suit, but it seems like the personal stuff might be more of a strength. That, I mean, that's what I enjoy, you know, mm. um, um, you know, it's, it's part of any business. I think it's a lot of the issues become like the, I'm a therapist type issue. And, and, and I hear that commonly around. Uh, I enjoy kind of looking at those and, you know, I look at problems are just opportunities to find solutions and I get energized about that. Yep. You know, <clears throat> going back to the competitive piece, like uh, I really enjoy like the strategy, you know, uh, four weeks before bid, two weeks before bid, two mm -hmm. hours, you know, 10 minutes before you send that in. Like, Cause it's winning, right? No, it goes back it's to the, the competitive well, right? Yeah, yeah. Now it's, you know, we have a, a you know, a senior estimator, a junior estimator, a PM mm -hmm. and APM, a super, right? Um, the marketing folks, right? The proposal writing, right? It's not just what's the number. It's yeah. what's the number? What's the logistics? You know, how is the, the verbiage on our proposal? Um, are we really selling the right story? Do we have the right subs? Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, are we pinching the right point? Like that, like that stuff's, that stuff's yeah. awesome. Like, you know what it translates to? Like yeah. you can't, you don't get on the field anymore. No. Right. But yeah. that's the closest thing to it. Right? Yeah. Oh, it's the best. It's, you have to win. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and, and and that's fun because it, it it's overwhelming to start, right? Mm. Like where do we even begin? But seeing that process come together and refining that process is is exciting. Yeah. See, now I'm definitely probably much more like you mm -hmm. with like the skill sets. And then I have um, I had Josh Bellotta, who's director of precon and operations yep. for Walsh Brothers, on, mm -hmm. and like he's just off the charts on that technical side. Yeah. You know in you know, he's asking about like the slip connection on the curtain wall and this and that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I can yeah, understand it, what yeah. you're saying, but yeah. like, you know, yeah. he's just so sharp on that stuff. It's really a strong, strong point. Yeah. But it's funny. I think what's also going back to like the personality stuff mm. and that being probably more of a strength on your end. Um, you could, you can see very clearly, like when we're talking about things, mm -hmm. even if someone had turned down the volume, yeah. right. And knew what the question was. Yeah. You're, response mm -hmm. shows like you yeah. can see instantly like when i talk about one something and you're like boom yeah, like, okay he likes yeah, that even if you didn't hear yeah, what i yeah, said he likes you, it you talk about lean bonds i just you know yeah 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 because it's fucking boring yeah. right you know, like, that's, that's not yeah that's but, not kidding you know I, I think the thing i'm most thankful for in our business right the the, the personalities are just the best oh, yeah. you know you know some of the guys you meet on the field to you know some of the engineers, right? To the star architects, to hmm. develop yep. like you. You see all walks of of life and people. And what I like about what we do is we're kind of in the middle, you know. Hmm. Um, and our job really is to take the architect, take the subcontractor, take the consultants, take the lawyer, like take all these different you know personalities, and and somehow get them to all get along hmm. and create a great product, you know, um, yeah. which is. Not easy. We, not easy. Yeah, <laughs> but a but, lot but, of fun. Yeah, but a lot of fun. When, when when you get it right, it's there's nothing more gratifying. Yeah, and uh, I know I'm harping on like the personal stuff here, but it, it, it's funny. And I look at um, you being a CEO, CEO, and um, contrasted with other CEOs. And I hear people that have worked here or are working here, mm -hmm. and they'll make a comment, and they'll be like. Oh yeah, you know, call Fishbones or whatever. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah. no one else is calling their CEO yeah. Fishbones. Well, <laughs> it's like, just, you know, if he who giveth have to take it. Is one of the one of the rules. Um, uh, so we, you know, look, this is a tough business. It's a grind. Um, it's challenging. Mm. Um, if you can have fun while doing it, right, it makes life a lot easier. You know, yep. um, so we have a lot of fun around here, right? There's. Mm -hmm. Like, like you said, right, if the coach isn't being tough on you, well, we're not giving you a grind about, you know, your all blurred shirt or your glasses or, or whatever it may be in a fun manner, right? You know, that, that's what you got to be worried. <laughs> that's got to be worried, you know. Awesome. Yeah, we, right. we have a lot of fun giving each other. I time. feel bad. You've been good. You've been great with your time. I would love to try and grab one more in here, right? Sure. Um, another question that came in that I liked was social responsibility. Um, the gentleman was saying it's a topic that's gaining popularity in the for-profit you know, mm -hmm. a lot of people think of it as, you know, a nonprofit thing about, hey, what can we do to better the world or whatever, mm -hmm. right? Um, and maybe it's not happening in the construction industry like it is in other sectors, but um, what do you at Delbrook consider your social responsibility? Yeah, you know, that that's a, that's a great question. Um, and it was, it, and it kind of is challenging for me, right? You know, so my father uh, was 77, right, when he passed away, which was 10 years ago, mm -hmm. right? Um, so he'd be 87 today. So, uh, you know, 
the, I had an old dad, right, being the youngest of seven. So I was kind of maybe brought up, you know, almost by a generation right before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, him and the people he hang out with and his friends, you know, who are still alive, right, they would do really great things for the community. But you just never, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was almost taboo to say I did this, you know. It yeah. was, you just did it because that's what you did. And it and it, it, it was gratifying, it was fulfilling, you know. I think it still should be that way. Yeah, but, yeah. 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 Uh, um, but, you know, as we talked earlier, right, it's important that people within the company know what you're doing. And so it's still challenging for me, right, you know, if we do something because I we just feel like it's the right thing to do, you know, putting it on LinkedIn or, you know. Um, so I always get a little conflicted, like, yeah. about... Um, but at the end of the day... It's really about just being a good person, right? And yeah. if you have the opportunity to help, I think you should. Yeah. Um, and it's also, it's a selfish, self-fulfilling prophecy because, yeah, making money feels good, right? But helping somebody feels better, yeah, right? So if you have the ability to do that, right, you're helping somebody and you're also being a little selfish because you're actually doing things that will, will be fulfilling. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I... It's funny, my, no one asked my opinion, but what the heck? It's I, I want to hear. I want to hear. Um, you know, I really feel like as an individual, I feel like we have social responsibilities. Mm-hmm. I would almost fall in the camp that I don't like a company's a company, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's a, a collective. And if that collective decides that, you know, they want to do something for the community, I think mm-hmm. that's great. I don't feel like. 3M has a responsibility to do mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z for homeless people. Like that's that's not how I look at it. I think as individuals have mm-hmm. responsibilities, and mm-hmm. then I, I by no means think that they should mm-hmm. that they shouldn't. Yeah. But um, so I, I I get a little torn. I think yeah, I might fall well, on that I, other. And, and I agree. It's it's uh, you know if you don't take personal accountability, right? Mm. You start blaming. Right, you can. It's easy to blame a company for not doing enough, or it's easy to blame this, or, but you know, at the core root of things, personal accountability is, you know, the most important. Absolutely, right? you know what I mean. And then it doesn't give you. Oh well, I work for a company that does a lot of good things. Okay, well, what have you done? Yeah, yeah like it, it, once again, exactly. Right, and right, exactly. this, it's like this sounds. I don't know if "rude" is the right word, but like, all right, if you're if you're working for a company and they're like, okay, we're going to have this volunteer day. And you're going out there being paid to volunteer, like, like yeah, I'm glad you did that. That's nice, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not a hero if I do that. Yes. Like, yeah, I went and painted at a homeless shelter instead of did an Excel mm-hmm. spreadsheet. You yeah. know, no one needs to pat me on the back. Yeah. I got paid for both, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't mean to be Debbie Downer right at the end of the hour, but um, yeah, I think it's a, a fine line. But then on the flip side, you're an individual that runs this company mm-hmm. and can you use that company for good? You yeah. Know, well, and, you know, is there is there a requirement there? Yeah. You I mean, know? And I look, I've been blessed, right? I have an opportunity to lead and run a great company that has great people that has been successful. So yeah. um, it's it's uh, it's enjoyable to to help, you know. Okay. It's it's hard though, right? You know, everybody, there's, there's a thousand great causes. Yeah. And there's only so many resources yeah. to go around. Yeah, everybody's pulling at you. Yeah. Understood. Okay. We are probably much too long. Um, I appreciate everybody that listened. I see a fair amount of friends in the reactions. So that's awesome. Oh, they're probably giving me all sorts of grind on those things. Uh, I think I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's some real... <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, someone did ask me about what is that fancy certificate? Oh, it's to- totally legit. Yeah, it's uh, totally legitimate. Harvard yep. University. Yeah, I, see. I actually graduated from Harvard in two days. Oh. There's my degree right there. <laughs> I took a two-day course this summer, and I graduated. Certificate's right there. I like that. Yep. Mike Fish, Harvard, Harvard yep. alum. Yep. Anybody wants some more facts, come find me. I'll tell you all about it. One, one more casual question was, was, I believe your favorite holiday might be coming up soon. Have you made a decision on a costume? Uh, oh, absolutely. So the yeah. question is, has Mike made a decision on a costume? Yeah, 100%. So um, my two-and-a-half-year-old youngest daughter, uh, is like the cutest pigtails, but she's a complete meathead. She's a bruiser, right? Uh, uh, and she runs around and, you know, smiling, laughing, and like, you know, bangs into her older brothers and sisters and knocks over chairs and just smiles. And her favorite movie uh, is Moana. She's a big Moana fan. So she's got the Moana costume and then she's got the little chicken. Uh, and so I'm going to be Maui. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Nice. So I will be, yep. 
Yeah, I've already gotten a few tattoos under my shirt. But I got a, is she I, your future yeah. All Black? Uh, uh, yeah, right? that's yeah, a good point. Yeah, 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 potentially. Yeah, did you do yeah. the haka? Uh, uh, you know, yep, we're teaching her early. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. All right, well, thanks everybody for listening. Um, appreciate it. Anybody that watches it further down the line, didn't watch it live, um, go ahead and throw some stuff in the comments. And what can we do to make it better, Mike? Thank no. you. Th- no, Joe. Thank you. Yep. Steve, Mike, Mike, Molly, Mike, Steve, Mike, Molly. Focus Big Forward, killed it. Awesome guys. Um, thanks everyone. Take care. We out. We out. We out.